Oh, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Give Me My Points podcast. I'm your host, Lockable, and I'm here with my co-host, Angry Diamonds. What up, bro? What up, what up, what up? Nothing much chilling, man. Enjoying this Cowboys loss that I witnessed yesterday, you know. Ain't got to hear about them boys for a while, you know. Man, them boys sick, bro. <laughs> they sick this morning, bro. I knew, I knew Stephen A was gonna cut up. He cut up. Uh, Shannon Sharp cut up. Basically, internet cut up, bro, because you know they was firing them memes off at the ready last night. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We got a lot of things to talk about from this past weekend. It's a jam packed weekend. But before we get to that, as always, we want to invite y'all to the P3 Picks, Plays, and Parlays Discord, where we give out free plays every single day. We're pacing for another green month, and we would love for y'all to join with us and earn this money with us. Without further ado, let's get ready for the show. So, man, going through this playoff weekend, bruh, I must say, it wasn't as close as the previous weekend, but, I mean, they were still some good games. I mean, our first game Saturday was Chiefs and the Jaguars with an end they scored 27-20. I mean, personally, I thought that the Chiefs was going to win, of course, but I thought the Jaguars would have gave up a little bit more fight. I mean, that score would be worse if the uh, Jaguars would have got that garbage time touchdown, but they did. Just the Chiefs' defense was on top of them, bro. But KC has a big injury to watch now with uh, Mahomes' ankle injury. He suffered a... Uh, a big ankle injury in the middle of the game. He stayed out for a series, then he came back, finished the game out strong. But that's going to be a big thing to watch going into the uh, championship against Joe Burrow again, who he hasn't beaten. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think the Bengals have won, what, three straight going back to last year's playoffs yeah. or last season. Um, Yeah, man, it, it, that that's what changed that game to really give Jacksonville a shot. Was the injury to uh Pat Mahomes, and that that changed the dynamic. But I mean, the, that Jaguars team, bro, they they overachieved to say what that team went from the four wins in the last two years to winning their first playoff game with a miraculous comeback down what twenty seven nothing against the Chargers and playing the Chiefs. Like you say, started off well, but they just. They just ain't had that firepower to compete with the uh, Chiefs. And, you know, I mean, hell, Chiefs are going to their fifth straight AFC championship. Right. So those guys know what it is. And, they, you know, they they ready. But it's going to be gonna be pretty interesting to see going against these Bengals this week if uh how, how ready Pat Mahomes is going to be because the Bengals defense was getting at the Allen, who is a mobile quarterback. And Mahomes, I don't care what they say. He's not going to be very mobile come Sunday. Oh, yeah. Ever since that injury, Mahomes, he tried, but he's not going to be as mobile as what we are used to seeing out there. So, I mean, Bengals' defense is going to have an advantage. That offensive line for KC is going to have to block really well for Mahomes to be able to pass the ball. If not, Bengals' defense is going to come get him. But, I mean, I think everybody in America who wasn't a Jaguars fan pretty much knew KC was going to take this game. I mean – I wish Jacksonville would have put up a little bit more fight. But, I mean, KC was just dominant. Overall dominant. They couldn't stop Kelsey. You know, the backup quarterback came in there, drove like a 93-yard drive, 
and score with Kelsey. I mean, I, I, I mean, are they going to be stoppable? I mean, Joe Burrow seems to be the only person who can figure out how to beat him. I mean, we're going to have to see how KC pulls this out uh, Sunday. It's going to be interesting to see, man, because, like I say, Mahomes is going to be living in mobility. And uh, Joe Burrow coming in confidence on, on 100. I mean, he oh, was yeah. loose. Losing a goose, just doing silly shit, wasn't no stress before that game Sunday. You know, we're going to talk about that. But he still got that three-headed monster, whether it be Chase, Boyd, or Higgins to deal with. I don't know if Kansas City uh, defense can can really keep up because, you know, you just have some teams that are just matchups to where it really doesn't matter what the record is. They just match up well against the team. And I, I think that's why the Bengals have had the Chiefs number the last three meetings, but it is definitely, you know, one of, one of the, one of the games for sure that I think is going to have the bigger advantage where everybody wants to see it. Oh yeah. It's going to be a big game to watch. Everybody's going to be watching it. I mean, they will have the night game Sunday, which was expected. I mean, it's Mahomes versus Burrow again. The big talk of the town is can Mahomes beat Joe Burrow, you know? That's, that's just going to be the talk the whole week. You know, against him and Joe Burry, he hasn't won. Bengals, Bengals got the confidence, man. They have the confidence, and they don't look to slow down anytime soon. So that's going to be a really great matchup, another historic game we're going to watch. I think it'll be a close game, but we're going to have to watch, monitor Patrick Mahomes' uh, ankle. Moving on to that night Saturday game, we got the Giants and Eagles. Honestly, I didn't expect this game to be a blowout like it was, man. I didn't expect the Giants to come in there and stink it up like they did. Them boys stunk up the place. The Eagles came in there and acted like they had was on another bye week, bro. They held they held the Giants to seven points, and the Eagles scored thirty eight points. And they rushed over 200 rushing yards on them. That's insane. To say the Giants just upset the Vikings the week before. Saquon was so good, but Saquon was really dominant this game. So, I don't know, bro. I thought the Giants would have gave them a little bit more fight. But Eagles are still proving that they are the big dog of the NFC right now. Yeah, it was going to be an uphill battle for the Giants either way. For the simple fact, they don't have a lot of firepower at the wide receiver position. And the Eagles have been one of the better defenses the whole year. Now, when they played in the regular season, you know, Giants played them damn, damn hard, you know, where it, it was it was highly competitive. But the Eagles came in that motherfucker and they 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 was letting it be known. Y'all thought y'all had it us down. Talking about Hurts was, oh, man, can he do this? Eagles made a statement. Like, even Coach Sirianni was shaking his head, talking his shit. And I'm like, oh, these boys here really think it's like, yo, this is this is our year. But, like you saying, the ass whooping they put on the Giants, I didn't expect it to be that bad because I think the line was seven and a half. And shit, that motherfucker was like, it could have been 13 and a half. Hell, twenty and a half. It was it was an old fashioned beat down to where a lot of people cut that game off early. Yeah, I was one of the people who cut the game off early, bro. I 
I was I was really <laughs> upset. Really upset, man. It was just like, bro, I was like, man, I don't think the Eagles going to cover this spread, bro. The Giants coming off a big win against the Vikings. They got a chip on their shoulder just for them to get blown out. I think it was like 28-0, and then the Giants finally scored, bro. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I didn't even witness the Giants scoring their first touchdown. I'm sorry, I didn't. It was just that boring of a game. And I'm like, man, this is the first playoff game that wasn't interesting or competitive. I mean, we got the uh, games where, you know, Duval came back and things of that nature, but that was competitive. Giants ain't put up a fight, and he let up over 200 rushing yards, man. That's just ridiculous. The Giants, not the Giants, the Eagles, they could have gave them uh, uh, 13 spread like they've done this season a few times, and they have covered. I think they didn't cover it one time, I think by like one point or so. But man, I thought the Giants would have had a little bit more fight. But like you said, they are lacking receivers back there, they're gonna have to work on that in the offseason. Yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a real big game this week, Eagles versus the uh Niners. Man, it's gonna be a real, real tough game. High-powered offense against a high-powered defense. I think, I think that Cowboys game was kind of telling for what the Eagles can do. But I mean, but but then again, like I said, that's with matchups. I don't know if the Eagles players match up with each each you know the each section like the Cowboys players do. Um, it's going it's gonna be interesting to see because you know you got a rookie rookie quarterback coming uh, against Hurts who. Until that injury, I thought he was he had shored up the MVP for the season. It looked like right. he might finish second. You know, like they want to give it to Mahomes, but it's gonna be interesting to see, man. Uh, can he can he keep it going? Because they they're Frisco is gonna have to have like their perfect game against those Eagles because that defense is a monster. The offense is a monster where they will pound you running the ball as we saw this past week. So, it's you know, I mean, the the the, the sexy pick is the 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 Chiefs Bengals game, but this this I think the hard nosed game is going to be Eagles Forty Niners because those defenses are gonna they're gonna key in on on key players where like you're not gonna beat us. So it should be a good one. Right, it's gonna be a good one for this weekend. It's gonna be real tough. I think this is gonna be a real good playoff championship weekend between these four teams. But going into Sunday, we had our AFC Divisional uh, game against the Bengals versus the Bills, which I didn't think would have been as bad as it was. It was snowing out there like crazy in Buffalo. I was thinking, well, maybe oh, Buffalo is, has an advantage. This is football weather, brother. This is what you want, football weather. Get the hell out of here with that. Yeah, they – they they surely did not come to play because Joe Burrow and the Bengals came in there on fire. Burrow acted like this was his home field advantage, and they was tearing them apart. That defense was tearing the Buffalo Bills apart. His offensive line, which they had to reconstruct due to injuries, was the best that I believe it was the best offensive line he's had all season. Bro, they even Burrow had Joe Mixon running, bro. They had Joe Mixon actually running the ball. Exactly. Mixon was running efficiently out there. And I'm like, man, where was this old line off season? Why didn't we do this? This, this? 
that old line not gonna look the same next season. If he if that if that line can keep it up and protect Joe, give him time to pass the ball, oh, they're gonna do great things, man. Because that's always been the issue in uh Cincinnati is that offensive line. I totally messed up the parlay yesterday thinking like, oh yeah, we can get you Joe did. Mixon. Uh, 25 receiving yards be better than that 40 rushing because Joe Mixon does not run the ball well, plus it's a slow game. I'm like, oh, man, we can get that easy. Dude had one, one pass of five yards and literally had, except for that game, he had like five touchdowns, his best running game in probably six or seven weeks. Give me a break. Yeah, I mean, Mixon had over 100 rushing yards. I mean – I knew since the snow he would be running a lot, but man, Mixon looked good out there running that ball. I was more proud of the offensive line rather than the whole team, but Joe Shiesty was just doing Joe Shiesty things, bro. Them boys was out there not bothered by nothing, not bothered by the weather. They just dominated. Jamar Chase dominated out there. Everybody did their thing and did what they were supposed to do to get the W. Buffalo, Buffalo had a lot of issues. You got Josh Allen, who wasn't passing to your arguably your number one receiver in the league, to Diggs. Diggs had a total of 35 receiving yards. 35. And you let them know about it. You let them know about it, too, getting into it on the sideline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Diggs let them have it, man. Because it's like, bruh, feed me. I'm going to make a play for you. I'm going to be the big timer that's going to get the catch to get us back in the game. And you're feeding Cole Beasley. You're feeding the uh, the tight end, Knox. You're not feeding me. And I've been open a few plays. He was open a lot of plays with Eli Apple uh, when he was covering him some of those plays. But Diggs didn't take too kindly at his loss. He, was, he stormed out the locker room as soon as they lost. A player had to go get him in a – get him in, bring him back. Then he left again. Diggs is very frustrated with the quarterback. I don't blame him. That guy uh, should be more smart and throw his number one receiver the ball. Like like I've been saying about the Raiders, same thing. Pass your number one receiver the ball, man. He gets well, paid mean, the big bucks for a reason. That, that, that too to where they made, you know, let's go back to the free season. This was supposed to be Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills year. They were the odds-on favorite to go to the Super Bowl and win it. Josh Allen was the odds-on favorite to get MVP. Neither of those things came to fruition, okay? Josh Allen, well, one of the things about the Bills that I saw, that a lot of people saw, they can't run the ball on a consistent basis. The only way they run the ball is when Josh Allen decides to tuck it. You don't put your best asset at risk all the time like that. Him want to lower his shoulders just because he's big and fast. Like, bro, you got running backs. Y'all going to have to develop a consistent running game for the simple fact that limits the amount of time your opponent has. Plus, it makes your third downs short, shorter yardage. I mean, this is basic football. I mean, I'm sure they get that, but it seemed like they'll abandon that damn run and be like, we had this bitch out like in 1999, you know, at, at a, a moment's notice. But they made such a big thing that, oh, you know, a game need to come through Buffalo, pal. We don't want no more games in Buffalo. We literally don't want no more Buffalo game, games. We don't want no snow. We don't want no wind. We don't want none of that shit y'all got in Buffalo. 
Y'all talking about y'all want a new stadium? It's going to be open air? To me, that's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Y'all weather sucks. Y'all want to be playing playoff football, and your weather is the worst. We don't want to see games like that. We want to see the best teams be playing in the best ways. I mean, hey, it happens, but count me out as one of the people that want the snow, rain, and all this other bullshit that they talking about. Put that shit in the damn dome. You know what I'm saying? When you know you live in one of those northern climates. But the Bills, another disappointing season for them. I really don't know what they could do different uh, besides Von Miller not get hurt. Um, they had a few other players get hurt. I don't know how they're going to regroup and come back and do whatever they do, but it's another bad Bills season. Oh, yeah, 100% agree. It was a bad Bills season. Like you said, they were favored to win the Super Bowl. I was never too keen on that wave of them winning the Super Bowl. I was more, it's either going to be Mahomes or Joe Burrow from the AFC to win. But, you know, I don't know what, the, like you said, I don't know what the Bills could do to make this team better. I They have a running back. I, re, I, I really don't see why they don't use Jared Cook back there. The man was getting yards when he gave it to him. But Josh Allen rather tuck the ball and run and get hit on all the time. I don't understand why he would do that. Utilize your running backs that you have in your backfield, man. Utilize them, set your game pace, and y'all be all right. But no, you know, y'all did the same thing you do all season. Josh Allen's going to run the ball. Diggs may get a spectacular catch and yardage ever so often. You know, y'all find ways to win games. But the Bengals just was all around better team. They beat y'all, and they going to the championship, man. Yeah, let me. Yeah, I want to touch on the Bengals as well. Like I said, I said before, Joe Mixon had his best game, but Joe Burrow' O line, which was their biggest downfall last year, has been hurt and everything. And dude was just like, I don't care. You know, he's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm here to win. Jamar Chase gritty and dancing all the other shit before the game start. Like, but that's Louisiana boy. He from down New Orleans way. He just gritty mm-hmm. and all this shit in the snow. Like, he come up with that. So, he got the confidence. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you got Eli Apple out there balling. He got confidence. Right. Like, that defense. hard to see that. That defense put that pressure on Allen, and they just wasn't ready for that. So, you know, the Bills, they've gone through a lot this season. You know, especially with Hamlin and everything that happened that way. But... Bruh, it's, it's, it's another disappointing season for them, and I, I don't know what they can do. I don't I don't know what they can do, but the Bengals, Bengals, man, they play the hell of a game. They put their game plan out there, and they execute it. Um, like I say, that, that's the game we're looking for. We want Joe Burrow versus Pat Mahomes. I don't think Mahomes, like I say, him being injured, that may dampen in a little bit, but you get on that field, there's no excuses. Oh, yeah, no excuses, no doubt. They gave the boys coward. The boys, the boys going into uh, KC with the utmost confidence. So I know the old line feel good about this past uh, win. So we're gonna see how that game plays out for them this Sunday when we go a deeper dive in it for Thursday's episode. Now, the last playoff game is gonna be by far probably my favorite game of the uh, weekend. <laughs> It's going to be the Cowboys versus the Niners. I'm going to let it know. I don't like the Cowboys. 
Y'all fans are the worst. And y'all literally have your own season cycle that never fails. It never fails. And we've been saying it all year that Dallas is not going to be really big in the playoffs. They got the wins, but they're going to have to play against some tough teams in the playoffs. In which they did. They came across the 49ers who were down to their third string quarterback who's been doing what he's supposed to do, not make picks, not forcing nothing, just making plays when needed. So at first, it looked kind of rocky. It was a real defensive game. Everybody was kicking field goals. You mm-hmm. know. Well, let me rephrase. The Niners was kicking field goals at first, but then <laughs> Dallas kicker, he finally decides to kick a field goal and make one. But overall, I mean, the Niners played a good game defensively. Offensively, they didn't really start turning up to the second half. When Kittle, Kittle, Kittle is unmatched, bro. That dude, when he caught that ball, his hand-eye coordination is ridiculous. Or ball, or ball watching, whatever you want to call it. That is ridiculous, man. Yeah, because that, that big son of a bitch, like, he was trying to catch and stuff, but he was still moving fast as hell. Right. And that's crazy to do at that type of speed. It ain't like he was slowing down trying to catch it. Like, he had a defender trying to attack him from behind. Then he had, I think, Diggs was right there to try to tackle him from the front, but he missed it. So he was able to uh, complete the pass, but it's wild, man. So, I mean, they didn't really start turning up to the third, fourth quarter. And Dallas had a lot of chances to win this game. I'm not going to say they didn't or the Niners dominated the whole game. The Niners had a bunch of chances. But, you mean, you got your quarterback, Dak Prescott, who threw two interceptions, two key interceptions in the game that led to points. Well, one was his and one was the receivers. But that's been like that yeah. in this, this stretch that they had. The receivers are helping uh, the other team get interceptions by popping that ball up. And, and the Niners wasn't letting them boys run. They uh they Cowboys lost their a big running back, Pollard. He had a, a ankle injury, which left Zeke on the field. Who who didn't do Jack Diddley squat out there? It was as if he might as well should have stayed on the sideline. Man, that that ankle injury was was terrible to see what happened to uh, Tony was. Pollard, bro. But we stated on here before, bro. Tony Pollard has been the Cowboys' best running back for probably the past three, maybe four seasons. But we want to put Zeke in there. He's getting touchdowns and stuff, but this is off the back of Tony. But right. Zeke is the one because they paid on that money, but Tony Pollard has been the better running back out there too. And we saw that because after Pollard went down, Zeke was looking like Cabo, Cabo San Lucas, Cancun, let's go. Yep. That's all it was. I mean, Dallas, I mean, like Shady McCoy said, Dak is ass, man. Oh, Dak, man. Dak was doing some dumb stuff out there, bruh. I mean, I was watching some of the plays he was doing. I'm like, man, some stuff don't make no sense. Some of these play calls don't make no sense. And the and I think everybody's going to agree with the very last play of the game. Why in God's green earth are we letting Zeke hike the ball and act like he going to protect Dak back there, bro? And then Dak throws it 10 yards. Ain't like Dak threw it downfield where they can just ladder behind themselves and, you know, maybe get a miracle. No, he threw that sucker 10 yards. Homie got stuck, and the boys was out of there. It, Man, ain't no I thought, sense. 
I thought that Kirk Cousins' last play was bad, but the Cowboys was like, hold my beer. Because, you know, uh, Cousins, his last play they needed was like 13 yards or something. He threw an eight-yard uh, check down to end the game. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Dak, the, the, the whole formation of the play was stupid because you basically sent Zeke out there to get decked, which happened. Right. Then, like you said, Dak just threw that that pass, and it's just like, bruh, what the fuck are y'all doing? But you know what? I I, I'm, I can't put it 100% on Dak because Mike McCarthy needs to come take a big bite out of this too. Their clock management, which haunted them last season, came back and haunted, yeah, them. haunted them again. Yep. You know, the, the last formation of the play, what are y'all thinking? It's another stupid play. So, Mike McCarthy, I think they said they bring him back and whatnot, but he he's responsible for some of that calamity that went on yesterday. But um, to me, it was too much. It was too much CD Lamb, where I'm like, he was making the plays that he could make, but you got too one dimensional, and the same thing happened. But to me, <clears throat> excuse me, Dallas had opportunity to win that game yesterday, because they played a damn good game on defense. But, you know, there's only so much they can do. You you keep giving the team opportunity. Uh, Christian McCaffrey running and getting this touchdown and stuff. They're going to pound that ball, bro. But it's another this one year for the Cowboys, man. And everything is right in the world. Yeah. <laughs> How about them boys? How about them? How about them? How about them? That's your house now. I love it. I love seeing the, the cycle chart. You know, what was it at first? You know, you got your season start, then beat up on bad teams. Fans get delusional. We them boys this our year, and we are at choking the playoffs. That That's where we at now. It, it just never fails, bro. It's two years in a row this happens. Two it's sad, years in bro. a row. It's sad, man. The common denominator is Jerry Jones as GM, and it's going to keep happening. He want to do his little radio show talk shop every week or whatever. He want to keep making those decisions. And, you know, same thing happened. Right now, Dak Prescott has the same exact playoff record as Tony Romo. So this is history repeating itself. Plus, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to count on pockets. Last two years, Dak Prescott had made almost $100 million in guaranteed money. And what you got? What you got to show? Nothing. I, I, my old roommate, he's a Cowboys fan, and I texted him. I was like, man, what y'all going to do about them boys? He was like, man, I can't keep defending these niggas, man. These boys is horrible, bro. I, I just don't understand how we keep doing this. I was like, well, you know, it was expected. But, hey, I had a chance to win. You had a chance, but you blew it. You know, it's whatever. I seen Stephen A. Smith trolling uh, Michael Irvin this morning. On first take, I was like, man, everybody loving this Cowboys loss, and I'm here for it. But, and you know, the Niners have a good game I don't, hate, I don't really hate the Cowboys. Like, players and whatnot or whatever, they they going to get that, that, that team because they got the biggest fan base. They going to get the attention, I mean. But it's they fans. That's why we like rooting for the downfall of the Cowboys is because of they fans. You couldn't hear a, a, a peep from them last night after they lost. 
But all throughout the season, it's nothing but noise. But mm-hmm. hey, man, they they get what they get, bro. They get what they, you get. What you deserve. You get but, what you deserve. Man, you think Purdy can get it done against the Eagles next week? I think so. I don't see why not. What's the what's the opening Purdy. line? What's the opening line? Opening opening line was when I sent it to you last night. I believe it was minus minus one. Was it? No, I'm sorry. It opened at minus two and a half. Okay, it's still the same. Okay, as a recording. Uh, the Bengals Chiefs line got shifted. Bengals was underdogs, but now they're favored minus one, so they flip flopped. Mm. But I think the Niners. I think Purdy should be fine. If he coming in, he just does what if he does what needs to be expected. He don't need to do no extras. I think they'll be all right. If they can get the offense uh, rolling, and if they can keep Jalen Hurts off the field, they'll be fine. Coates Coates had a great game plan when they played him weeks back, and they kept him off the field. We'll see, man. That that's, that should be a good game, but uh... yeah, I mean, we don't have real much NFL no more. It kind of kind of sucks that we only get to talk about four games. It's gonna dwindle down now to. Four to two, two to one. Then we ain't gonna have NFL no more. So, good thing the NBA is picking up speed. This past weekend was a wild weekend in the association. We had the uh, this past Saturday we had the Lakers, or yeah, the Lakers versus the Lakers versus. Oh, okay, we had the Lakers versus the Grizzlies. That was Friday. My apologies. Uh, Shannon Sharp was at that game. And it was a pretty it was a pretty competitive game throughout, but Shannon had a disagreement with Dylan Brooks out there, which led to more disagreements and a lot of shouting and things of that nature, which led John Morant's dad and Shannon to go at it for a little bit. So that was a big that was a big thing this weekend. And I people I seen people on Twitter talking about, you know, Shannon was scared and all that. He's small. And I'm like, man, some people just do not know, know Shannon Sharp. Because for a person to say Shannon is small has to be so, so stupid. Because if if you watch Shannon in your past or you watch his uh show with Skip Bayless or if you follow him on social media, so you know Shannon Sharp isn't small by far. That guy is ripped. He works out a lot. And he stood his ground out there. I mean, he had a he apologized this morning. I don't see why he apologized. I mean, I guess didn't want bad light on companies or partners he works with, but I think he stood his ground out there, man. Dylan Brooks just felt some type of way that he said he was too small when guarding LeBron James. I mean, it was a bad look for Shannon, bro. It to me, it was a bad look because it's like, man, yeah, of course, it's you know, it was Shannon weird. Sharp. If he was a regular guy, it wouldn't be that bad. It was a good, it was a good look for Fox Sports to make sure it wasn't. But him as a person, it wasn't a good look, bro. So I'm just like, come on, uh, bro, what you doing, bro? You, you ain't, you, you know, you ain't got to do all that, bro. You going, you, you overdoing it, bro. You know what I'm saying? You, you overdoing it. You got caught up in the moment. Your emotions got the best of you, and that's that. But he was able to come issue an apology to those involved and those that were affected, which was the right thing to do. You know, he, he took it, he took accountability for it, but he was doing too much. But, um, you know, 
it is what it is. What's done is done. But yeah, bro, he 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 overdid. Yeah, I mean, he did he did say that in his uh apology this morning that the marshals did get the best of him. I mean, it's good that he held himself accountable for the situation. But you know, things happen. You know, we're all human. You you move forward. But Lakers did end up taking that game against the Grizzlies, one twenty two to one twenty one. The Lakers, I mean, their record doesn't really speak for much, but the Lakers been balling lately, bro. It hasn't been hasn't been blowouts like it was, or they blowing big time leads lately. I mean, right now as it stands, they're twenty one and twenty five in uh in the league, and I mean they're only two spots from the play in with the Warriors twenty three and twenty four. So they could really they can get in that play in. I mean, you know, they just gotta hold out till A D comes back and hopefully A D can stay healthy for the second half of the season. Hopefully A D can stay healthy. Yeah. Did that, you just that, say that's that? the real big issue. <laughs> what? If A D stays healthy then they they got a shot to get in the play in and maybe Make a push, but trade deadline's coming up. Hopefully, hopefully they can get some shake shaking because. Well, they I did see that they were having uh, heavy talks with the Wizards to get uh, Rui uh, Hachimura to the Lakers. I yeah, think they were going to trade Kendrick Nunn and some some other stuff. But I mean, hey man, they came back on the Wizards. They uh, came back on the Blazers. They were down big last night, so. Yeah, I don't have no fight in them. They're still at the bottom of the So, perspective. <laughs> yeah, but I say they still got a long way to go. I mean, I read earlier as well that the Chicago Bulls are willing to blow, are trying. Well, Chicago Bulls maybe are thinking about blowing up the roster before the trade deadline. Thinking Gee, about blowing think? it up, man. You think? I mean, I, I, th- I mean, you've been saying it all season that it needs to happen, and it's looking like it really needs to happen. It's just, it's, not, it's not really working for them. I mean, they're sitting at the tenth spot, twenty one and twenty four, but they do need some moves. And you saying you want DeRozan to be going out of uh, the whole team because it's just not fitting. You think Levine will be a, a big trade target out the whole, the whole roster? Um, he would be the biggest where they want the most uh for him, cause he he's their best right. asset. But I mean, like you say, you got Levine. Um, you got what? What's what the hell is his name? You just said it. DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan. There's no telling when a uh, ball gonna come back, cause he's having problems with his injury, surgery, and recovery. So we don't even know if he's ever gonna be the same player. I don't know what they can do with Chicago, bro. Like they really, they really gonna blow it up and get some pieces and look for the future. Cause what they got now ain't ain't gonna work in that East. Yeah, it's not. It's not gonna work out there at all. So I mean, you know, as standards go, as per as the recording, looking in the West. It's about the same top five. You got Denver one, Memphis two. Sacramento took New Orleans spot at number three, and New Orleans got dropped to number four. New Orleans has been struggling lately. They've been losing some games that you wouldn't think they'll lose. I mean, they are without B.I. and Zion, but still, they're losing some games they just shouldn't lose. 
it's it's rough. It's rough for New Orleans right now, man. And then you got Dallas and the Clippers five and six. As far as the East, you got Boston still leading the front. And then you got Philly, Milwaukee, Brooklyn still kind of still balling without KD with his injury. Cleveland and Miami is just skating on in the. I told you, Miami got one of the teams that we just don't like to watch, but they're going to find their way in the playoffs. Because I've watched a few of their games, and they're not very entertaining games to watch. That's the whole point of it, bro. They're not entertaining to watch. I don't want to see a series with the Miami Heat. They play that boring-ass basketball. I mean, it was effective, but I don't want to see that shit. That's why I like when they get bounced out of the playoffs. I'm like, good, good, good. <laughs> hey, I mean, it seems like uh, every year they get they get in the playoffs and they get bounced bounced out pretty quickly. But you know, I think I think we're almost coming up to the All Star trade deadline is coming. I don't, besides the Bulls and the Lakers, I don't really see any other team making no big trades. At least. To my knowledge, unless we want to talk about the Timberwolves, who need to blow up that roster because it's just not working out at all. They ain't got nothing. They just put it together. They traded away four yeah. number ones for Rudy Gobert. What they gonna blow up? <laughs> Rudy Gobert ain't doing nothing, man. It ain't working. It's just not working. Yeah, they got finesse out their picks. The only only thing they got is Anthony Edwards. I mean, uh, Carl Anthony Towns playing. I don't even know, because yep. I don't even like watching their games. Yeah, their games aren't very entertaining either. I mean, looking at the schedule for the next couple of days, I think big games we have will be Grizzlies-Kings tonight. Uh, to, on Tuesday, you got your Nuggets-Pelicans, and then Celtics and the Heat. That's Clippers-Lakers, that's going to be your big games. Not really... Much going on as far as news of uh players, players uh moving, hurting things of that nature. It's just pretty much the same old thing. It ain't really gonna start heating up till after All Star win. All games matter to try to make a push for the play in and playoffs. So we're gonna see how that go. Right. Well, you saw U of H. Um... Lost to Temple the other day, 19 and a half point favorite. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I did see that. I was watching the football game and they had a commercial talking about their next game. They was like, oh, they're number one. And then I go on my phone and they just lost. I said, well, they got to change that commercial because Houston ain't going to be number one no more, bro. That's it's crazy. Like college, bas- college basketball is still a hard sport to bet on right now, man. You can't predict anything. 19 and a half point favorites, dog. Number one in the country, you lose to Temple. <sighs> Crazy. It makes no sense. It's like, man, some of these teams that are in the top five, we wasn't even thinking of to be in the top five. You know what it is? It's Magic Mac, bro. Magic Mac got that big money on U of H winning the whole uh, championship this year. And he lost, what well, he lose, about two or three on the Cowboys? No, he lost more than two or three. Cause I think he, he bet the Cowboys. He bet the Cowboys this weekend. Plus, before that, he bet the Cowboys to come out as the uh, conference champs. So, Oof. yeah, bro, Magic Mike giving it back. 
Mm-hmm. He he giving all that money he won from the World Series, giving it right back to the bookies. And they like, love like it. I feel you, bro. You go in Texas, everything, but TCU let you down. Uh, Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys, they let you down twice. Mm-hmm. And now you got U of H losing the goddamn Temple when they were, you know, number one in the country, and they lost to a game they should have beat by 20 points. So, yeah, yep. matches make, bro. He put the kibosh on them. He did. It seemed like any team he bets on, it's like, uh-oh. Fade him at all costs. Fade him at all costs. Mm-hmm. I mean, except the World Series, you know that. He uh, he did that for that. We all proud of that. But, you know, it, uh, it ain't looking too good. When I see him bet on something, I'm like, yeah, they not winning. They, they not going <laughs> to win that. So, hopefully matches back to get on the uh, good side, win some money. But he's been giving it all back. So, he'll probably give some more back for the Super Bowl. Probably bet the underdog or something like that. That's going to wrap up another episode of the Give Me My Points podcast. Like usual, we want y'all to like, share, and subscribe. We've been doing this for like almost 30 episodes. We appreciate all the viewers, all the shares, the likes that we get. We appreciate you all. We want y'all to, of course, join the Discord, the P3 Picks, Plays, and Parlays. You give out free picks every single day. We want y'all to join us, join the family, win some money. And as always, I'm Lockable. That's Angry Diamonds. We're going to see y'all next time.